Well, Janet, that sure reminds me of uh, Pentecostalism, and we had uh, our uh, experiences there, and I don't uh, regret it. Uh, we, uh, you and I used to do a lot of performance on, uh, on music instruments for some of these uh, uh, very large Pentecostal groups and some very small ones, and it was great, and there's something about that music that is vibrant. And you did a wonderful job. All right. And hello, everybody. So here we go. We're moving on. And uh, I believe, I believe today must be part five of the universe and the astounding revelation of the universe. So we have so much to cover. So much to be said. Um, you know, there's a few interesting things I was reading uh, particularly uh, last night, and I thought I would share them with you. Uh, uh, some, some of these things are a little bit tough to swallow, but, you know, uh, as you perfect the art of swallowing, you learn to listen to the Word of God. It always has a place. Um, the point I want to get at is the Bible is full of mysteries and intrigue, and it's full of codes and um, it's full of um, various kind of patterns that are, are shadows and types of, of, uh, in, in, the, in the physical of the spiritual. And uh, just as Jesus never preached, the Bible says, to the, to the common um, masses of people without a parable, uh, it goes to show that the language of the Bible is enfolded uh, in all these mysteries and um, so for the people that don't get into the mysteries, don't get into the wonders of the Bible and all of these kind of things, uh, they really lose out in a big way. Uh, like, for instance, as we look in the book of uh, Exodus, and it tells how in the, um, uh, you know, in the 39th chapter uh, and the 14th verse, how that they, they took various kinds of precious stones uh, 13th verse it starts with, fourth row was beryl, onyx, jasper, and, and they enclosed in ounces of, of um, gold in the enclosings. Um, and the stones were according to the names of the children of Israel, 12 according to their names, like the engraving of a signet, everyone with his name according to the 12 tribes. Then in the 24th verse, uh, they made upon the hymns of the robe uh, pomegranates of blue, of purple, of scarlet, and, and uh, twined linen. Uh, 
and they made bells of pure gold and put the bill, bells between the pomegranates upon the hem of the robe uh, found about between the pomegranates. This was a priestly robe that it's speaking about, but every one of those descriptive things to to the way that it, the color of it, uh, to to the weight of the sacred items, uh, all had a message, uh, and and those messages were were very important. Well, you know, a lot of times people say, well, you know, I just don't understand these things. I I, I just don't understand them. And but I, I want to tell you something back in the Old Testament, what it said about some of this. Uh, this is in the in Leviticus. Chapter 5, verse um, 15. If a soul commit a trespass and sin through ignorance in the holy things of the Lord, then he shall bring for his trespass unto the Lord a ram without blemish out of the flocks with his estimation by shekels of silver after the, the shekel of the sanctuary for a trespass offering. And he shall make amends for the harm that he has done to the holy thing, and shall add a fifth part thereof, and give it unto the priest, and the priest shall make an atonement for him with the ram of the trespass offering, and it shall be forgiven him. Now, it gives several different other instances where people are are ignorant, or whether they, they do something, and uh, it's... Uh, they sort of get into a trap, and, and, uh, and they commit these things uh, via the trap. Uh, but the thing of it is, uh, it, 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 what the Bible is explicit about is even if a person's sin is due to ignorance, they are guilty and must make a trespass offering. Now, Paul once said in the New Testament, um, I, I would, brother, that you be not ignorant concerning the gifts of the of the spirit of God, and and there is a, a a message, a proclamation, that goes out throughout the Bible, that God does not want us to be ignorant, that God wants us to come into the knowledge uh, of God, and the Bible says that, that if we receive the Holy Spirit, and it's functioning as as it ought to in us, that it will lead us and guide us unto all truth. The Bible tells us to rightly divide the word, uh, you know, to be able to give an answer to all men, and and uh, so as to not to be ashamed of, of of the of the knowledge of God. God wants us to have knowledge. God wants us to 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 be able to give an answer to all men. Uh, with Jesus, they said to Jesus, "How how does this man, having never?" learned, uh, you know, from the scholars, the Bible, how does he answer these questions like he does? How does he do this? Well, they didn't understand the power of the Holy Ghost. They didn't understand that the power of, of the Holy Ghost can overstep all those years of, of uh, learning that some people go through, and, and then even after all those years of learning, they don't really learn the, the whole and true story. And, and so as we begin to uh, you know, get into the revelation of that and begin to see the real true story of it, it is certainly a message to God's people that, that you, know, you must not give up on these things that seem to be too difficult for you. You must not give up. And, and um, if you suddenly were um, taken captive and moved into another country that spoke a totally different language, uh, say Chinese or Russian or something like that. Uh, believe me, you would have to learn that that language in in or if you didn't know it in order to survive. 
and you would learn it. And uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, don't ever say, I can't do it. It's too hard. I can't do it. Just keep listening. Keep being patient. And, and the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you uh, and bring you through these things. So that, that, is, um, that is very important. Now, on my, um, my printout uh, that we sent out to people to tell them about what would be on this uh, teaching, um, uh, I did mention that I was going to get into uh, some introductory, in introductory things uh, about the restoration of youth. And I thought maybe I should mention uh, this introductory thing um, at, the, at the very beginning here because, um, you know, as I get into the deep and deep and deeper of the universal astounding revelations, uh, we might just not have time to get back onto the subject or get into the subject, uh, rather, of the, um, you know, of the, of the restoration of the fountain of youth type of thing. Well, you know, there is a there is a a a, a story in the Bible, uh, you know, and, and that story is told in the in the tree of life, and and that if you ate of that tree of life, uh, you would live forever, and so it's talking about uh, a uh, a physical uh, continuous renewal, uh, so that so that instead of uh, uh, falling away into deterioration and, and, and old age, that uh, if you had the tree of life handy where you could eat of its fruit, you could just keep young and keep healthy and keep vibrant and, and, and invigorate it. Uh, and that, that has been lost, and yet the Bible tells us that the day is coming in which God is going to restore to us the paths to dwell in that have been lost. And that God is going to restore to us even the years that the canker worm, the caterpillar, have eaten. <clears throat> so that is an exciting propositional thing, and and uh, I, you know, and and as we get into this uh, mythical fountain of youth uh, uh, concept, you know, we think of uh, Job, and Job was afflicted from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet with uh, very painful boils, and. Um, uh, he went through, you know, a lot of trial. His wife uh, turned against him. Uh, the people he thought were friends coming to comfort him gave him a very bad time in their way of, uh, you know, sort of criticizing and judging them and, and, and judging Job, brother. So, so these things are, are important to understand how that even after he went through the loss of his family, the loss of all of his, his financial goods, the loss of you know, his cattle uh, uh, and, and uh, friends, uh, you know, after he went through all that, he had this terrible uh, sickness, which, uh, you know, has caused some people to die, uh, that type of thing. And because the infection just sort of overwhelms the body, you know, the body. But um, after he made it through, and after in particularly, like in uh, Job 42.10, when he forgave, when he forgave his, uh, these uh, uh comforters that were not the greatest comforters on earth and he forgave them then god the bible says restored all things and and he doubled it and, and uh, so that um that uh, you know um the 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 legend goes that his store his flesh was uh restored and just made um you know uh fresh and soft like a baby's 
and the Bible says that uh, as a result of that, you know, um, you know, people that were friends and relatives, they came and they gave him uh, gold earrings and gave him, you know, uh, money, and uh, and before long he had more more uh, cattle than he ever had before, and he had another family because his other family was lost; they were they were destroyed, and uh, he said he had some of the fairest daughters. Uh, that was like anywhere around. That was like born anywhere on earth at that time. And obviously from this affair restoration that happened to him, it had to uh, totally restore all of his faculties. Uh, he lived, uh, you know, over, I think it was 144, 144 years from that point of being healed on. So he lived a very long life. And and he had a revitalization. It was a sort of a miraculous revitalization of youth that came to him, and that affected uh, you know his his future family. So there is in the power of regeneration, uh, you know, a natural youth uh, enhancing of all the har hormones that are uh, in a person's body. There is the power to stimulate. Uh, the release of particular hormones uh, that can uh, uh, create an ability of self-repair. Uh, such har hormones as uh, growth hormones uh, when used in a harmonic growth hormone pattern. Um, there are uh, things, you know, that, uh, that can be activated to stimulate the right kinds of acid and... Um, and and to uh, cause these ho growth hormones to be released, um, and when all this begins to happen, uh, it it goes right to the body, and it affects the body so that uh, there is more lean mass in the body, and uh, it increases uh, strength, uh, and and increases motor skills, uh, you know, and and muscular aspects in the body. Um, it uh, it can increase a person's endurance and stamina, uh, make you have a stronger, healthier heart, stronger lungs, liver, and other uh, major organs. And this is all part of the fountain of youth restoration, this tree of life that's been lost. And so God has a plan, and in the you know the 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 gift of this revelation of Jin Tao, generative touch. Uh, you know, there is this whole aspect that is beginning to form and come forth, and there will be a time when we render its, uh, you know, um, a good considerable part of the revelation about it. But, you know, it, it will make your immune system stronger, and that seems to be um, a real problem that is happening in the world today that people's immune systems have been challenged by all the toxins that are in food, that are in the air, uh, that, that uh, you know, are genetically passed on. And, uh, you know, uh, even to the point that uh, a person's skin elasticity uh, is, is very limited when they just be, are still young, but they just begin to put on a, a few years. And then another thing uh, is that people have been in mass, multiple uh, hundreds and thousands and, and millions of people, uh, you know, losing uh, bone density. And that should, sh should not be happened, should not be happening. 
and uh, and uh, and a lot of people are have lost uh, sexual function, and so they they can't you know uh, contribute to some of the biblical things that are that are said to, to be involved in uh, w- with a mate to a mate, and uh, even even the the sense of well being uh, you know has has diminished in the minds of a lot of people. There's, uh, there's a lot of mental uh, depression and, and mental phobias that are out there. Uh, this mythical fountain of youth, which goes all the way back to the, the um, tree of life, uh, has the ability to change all that. Ponce de Leon, uh, once uh, an adventurer, uh, he um, shipped himself all around the world looking for the the fountain of eternal youth and uh you know he spent a great part of his life went through a lot of trials and and uh, dangerous uh, uh things happened that could have almost wiped him out uh during his exploits to make that discovery uh, but fortunately they it didn't but but you know there are many people uh in past times and in present time that are searching for this uh, fountain of youth, this uh, this tree of life, and, and you know they haven't found it. Now, uh, some of the secrets of this that we will be revealing in the in the future, um, you know, will will have to do with the frontal lobe of the of the human brain. That each person has a frontal lobe, and uh, there are there are secrets involved there that a lot of people do not know. And it involves, uh, uh, in that particular frontal lobe, it involves uh, tremendous uh, super capability of, of uh, increasing and, and holding memory, uh, which, believe it or not, is a very urgent part of, of revitalization. And uh, there is also released in there little spurts of, of a divine kind of electricity uh, that that uh, uh, has a way of being released through the frontal lobe uh, to the rest of the body. Um, there is a subject we've talked about in the past, uh, synesthesia, uh, which is this unusual gift of being able to... Um, to uh, see different colors and smell different things, uh, like for instance, uh, you know, uh, things that you normally would not ever be able to smell. Uh, you 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 could you could smell uh, the sound of a voice. Uh, you could smell music. Um, uh, you you could uh, you could even uh, you know taste music. And and uh, it 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 elevates uh, the the uh, gifts of nature in you uh, to a, a sort of um, a super uh, advance uh, to where it is operating uh, way way above the six uh, uh, level sense of uh, the human senses. And uh, so that's something else that can be loosed uh, in the body in a good way, not in, in the way of a sickness. Uh, it also has a lot to do with the person's capability to express uh, in writing uh, unusual uh, epic uh, uh, you know, messages and, and uh, words of God. Um, uh, that's okay, let's, let's go through that.
one, the memory, two, the divine electricity, three, the, the synesthesia, and four, the writing. And then five would be the, uh, the brain transmission, the communication to the neural networks um, that, um, uh, that connect with the uh, synaphases uh, to the boutons of the synaphases. Now, we've done a teaching a little bit, uh, well, uh, not on the air, but we've done other teachings on the boutons, which is this little end bulb that uh, is at the end of the synaphases and uh, that it contains uh, unusual properties that um, that the the people, uh, you know, uh, that are into brain uh, as, uh, neurological research uh, just have not discovered yet. But uh, it is revealed uh, in the uh, revelation of Gentile. And this, uh, this capability of opening the synaphic uh, uh, boutons, uh, which, which is uh, part of the neural net work, uh, it can open a whole network to the hormones, including, including growth hormones, which holds the key to youth rehabilitation. So there are some other uh, additional um, uh, parts of the list, but I, I won't go into those today, uh, that, are, that are part of the secrets of the frontal lobe of the brain uh, that are held in consequential, uh, you know, deposit uh, for the, the right person's the right time. And uh, that, that's coming up the road. That's coming up the road, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you're going to have a chance to get into those uh, teachings and mysteries uh, at the proper time. Okay, that takes care of that part of the subject uh, for for today. Now let's let's get into a little bit of we started to cover it, but this thing of Bible talk, you know, the Bible talks about mysteries. The Bible talks about um, you know about about secrets, and uh, and it's it uh, it's very very important for a person to uh, to have the language uh, aspect down. So that, uh, that you understand that when you really get into the Bible, you're going to get into uh, these uh, various kinds of, um, of sacred ways of hearing and thinking and seeing things. So there are mysteries. The Bible tells us that some of these mysteries have been hidden since the foundations of, of this world were made. They've been kept secret. And, and so uh, a person, you know, doesn't need to think like, uh, okay, well, those things have always been known. They, they haven't always been known. They've always been available, but they haven't always been known. And, and, and the Bible even tells us that, that the veil that was over the people's eyes in the days of Moses, uh, Paul says that that's still the case. It's still uh, over them to this very day. And, and there's a veil there that blocks them from being able to see the true magnitude uh, of, of the revelation of, of God's word and of, of God's uh, uh, deliverance of insight. So those things are, are very, very important to know. So the Bible talks about secrets. Uh, the Bible talks about sacred unknowns, uh, like the Tetragrammaton, uh, you know, the... the um, uh, the, the pronunciation of the name of God and how that that is a secret, uh, basically unknown thing in this day and age. And then, and of course, as I mentioned earlier, uh, there's the parables uh, that are to be understood uh, by a limited group of persons. Um, the Bible talks about um, 
uh, in Joel, the knowledge of the Lord that one day will cover the world. You know, that, that has not happened yet, the way it describes it there. But that's something that's going to happen. It's part of the plan of God. God wants us to not be ignorant. God wants us to know these things. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost uh, is going to lead and guide us to to all understanding. Uh, that's a futuristic thing, too, for each, each individual. God does not want us to be ignorant. He wants us to know these things, and the potential to know them is already promised in the Bible. Uh, Paul said, for now we look through a glass darkly. But then we, we will see him face to face, and we'll become known as we were once known. The seven thunders, the Bible says, is going to be revealed to his servants, the prophets, and then all the mysteries are going to be fulfilled. The Bible talks about, um, like in uh, like, uh, those uh, mysteries I read to you, those codes in Exodus 8 9, uh, which are patterns. The Bible talks about patterns, which are codes. The Bible talks about the keys. Uh, Jesus spoke about the keys of knowledge the key, and how that the, the people of this world, uh, they, their interest in those keys is to hide them and not make them, not make them available to, to the majority of the world. And uh, then we have the revelation through the manifest of the 30, 60, 100-fold levels so that we understand that when we read something, the surface understanding is only one of the understandings, one of the, one of the levels. And when the Bible talks about the deep word of God, that is in itself proof that for there to be a deep word, there has to be a word that is not deep above it. Otherwise, you don't have a deep word. And so that's another part of Revelation to unfold. And we talk about understanding the Bible, uh, but through the Holy Spirit contextually. Uh, so that we understand that entwined and in and in uh, uh, you know consequences of, of interpretation <coughs> that um, the um, a meaning of a word is oftentimes not unfolded unless a person is understanding the contextuality, and sometimes the contextuality is in just two or three or four words right there around the introduced word, uh, or sometimes it's, it's that whole scripture, or it's, it's the whole chapter of scriptures, or it's the whole book that, the, that those scriptures are in, or it's the whole Bible. And, and so the contextuality is another aspect. Uh, we know in these teachings that I'm just beginning to really get into and touch on, Akava, uh, which is which means solution to riddles that there's another case in which there are riddles out there and you just are not going to understand those riddles without you know understanding uh, the breakthrough uh, of the code of Akava and then there is um, uh, there is what is called interpretation and uh, you know we, we, we when when the people are given to wear a certain kind of linen uh, and there's a, there's a meaning to that linen, uh, you know. It it sort of has a cr uh, where it, the 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 vortices cross vortices, and it has a lattice aspect to it, and uh, and there is tremendous revelation in that that lattice aspect uh, that uh, is meant for people to get into and to know. So so these things are you know very 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 important. And uh, God does not want us to be, uh, you know, ignorant of, of, of those kind of things because that is all part of 
what God wants us uh, to really get into. Now, um, when we're getting into this thing about the the universe, uh, I, I'm taking it that quite a few of you people that listen into these uh, teachings that you have a copy of the Seven Thunders Speak, the Manifest Chronicles before Genesis book. Uh, and if you do, I hope to pray that you have not neglected uh, to, you know, to read uh, on page 507 the seven radiant events because this basically uh, is, is a whole teaching about how the, how the universe is made, uh, why, the, the how, uh, incredible information. Uh, on page 506, it says, Outside the first domain, in the vast voids of what was physical infinity, courier aureolas of pure original energy signaled for there to be a development as options of free will, permissive wills, contra wills to the perfect will of God I am. Therefore, the outer void beyond the curved cycles of the first domain was permeated by the soundtron shinies of the courier aureolas sent from the first domain. This was a beginning of new beginnings, continuums stretching into the vast of the afore, and continuums stretching into the vast of the beyond to be. This beginning is part of the story that relates to those participators of an ancient anteriority. It belongs to an eon beyond those, con beyond those continua, um, uh, continua which, uh, after which events the first universe was created. And um, now this, um, this book in, on page 507 uh, of these seven radiant events uh, tells us about uh, that before there were universes, there were what was called the Alpha Ages. And, and the Alpha Ages were different than the universes. And there's quite an, a distinctive, interesting difference, which we won't go into today. But it wasn't until the, the last uh, inner Alpha uh, of the outer Alpha Donnings, uh, you know, uh, was finished, uh, that there began to be uh, a spawning of the universes. And uh, the uh, first universe uh, was born out of the inner alpha debris that had become rolled as a scroll and was congealed and gravitated into locked compressions of super heavy density. And, uh, and so uh, this is quite the revelation that it tells us that the very first universe uh, you know, arose out of of that particular uh, density of of the inner alpha ages uh, of that that world that had collapsed and ended and uh, and then it goes on beyond there and it, and it gets into so many different things uh, you know talks about the uh, domatron velocities being manifest uh, manifold times greater than the speeds of light it talks about the courier ray, uh, uh, rays configuring themselves with infusions of spatial separations, uh, interstitially speaking, and, uh, and, and the creation of zone rays. Uh, it goes on. It talks about, um, you know, uh, how that the substance of the uh, inner alpha debris uh, ceased its final epoch as the density singularity of an inner alpha era Nevertheless, energy memories, now this is important, energy memories were retained in the Soundtron. 
So, so it eventually tells us that there was produced a thing called a sentone ray. And uh, we eventually, not today for sure, will get into discussing how the, these sentones have passed on from creation to creation from Alpha Age to Alpha Age, from uh, universe to universe, and, and they are uh, information that is uh, imbued into, into the, um, you know, into the uh, whole creation. Uh, it, it, it goes on, just there's page after page uh, talking about uh, the creation and, and zone rays and, and these centones and and uh, and the the effects of all these uh, awesome things and 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 the um, the power uh, you know uh, that was given in in the uh, Dromatron Soundtron effect of ectasis, which is another word for stretching, and how the uh, you know the Bible talks about the universe is being stretched out, and it and it gets into convolution involution. Uh, you know, if any of you people listening to this broadcast, you do not have this book. I'm not trying to just sell you a book, but I'm telling you, if you want to understand these teachings, this would help you and go a long way. The Seven Thunders Speak Manifest Chronicles Before Genesis is advertised on our websites, and it can be bought through PayPal. Uh, I'm telling you about it because... If you're interested enough to listen to these broadcasts, you really need that book. There is no other book like it in the whole world. And it, it will help you. It will, it will aid you uh, a long, long way. So we, we, want to, we want to say that, you know, in our opinion, uh, the Bible has the greatest magnitude of any other book that was ever written. And uh, it holds the very capstone of God's Word. And we want to describe that, that it is a continent of thoughts. It is an ocean of, of storehouses of truth. Um, I, I don't know how anybody can live and not take time to read the Bible, uh, you know, um, it, it, it's just such an incredible thing. Um, a lot of times people throw away the, the Old Testament because they think, well, you know, uh, Jesus is love and in the Old Testament there was all this war and killing and strict laws and that's been done away with. But, you know, it's not what Jesus said. Uh, Jesus said, I am not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill them. And the problem with the law is the law was only a shadow of what was to come. And it was, uh, uh, it was um, a message that was preached by people who were representing God. Uh, but they were not God. And they were speaking in the, that thus saith the Lord uh, name uh, as representing God. And therefore, you know, they were um, involved in, in information that was a shadow but was not the, the true image. And then we are clearly told that that Jesus was, you know, he was like the only person that ever came forth that was like a true image of God. And and so that means all the rest of these people who said, thus saith the Lord, and were giving these different teachings and entitlements of, of revelation, that they were doing as representing God. But but just like what Paul says, he said, for now we 
we uh, we know in part, we prophesy in part, but one day that which is in part will be done away with, then we'll be perfect. So when Paul, one of the greatest uh, apostles and writers of all times, is willing to admit that and say, you know, this is just a partial thing, we only know this in part, then it has to be understood that a lot of the things that people uh, were involved in that had to do with wars and killing and, and some very... Uh, you know, in my opinion, sad uh, uh, mistreatments of God's love and mercy and plan, um, but they were doing it ignorantly, and, and of course, they, they still have to pay for that. They still have to get forgiven of their trespasses, uh, <clears throat> but God is a great love, and God is a great forgiver, and if you ask, he forgives, and if your heart is right. So, so um, as we begin, you know, to come into that and to see and, and, and to appreciate this paradise of doctrine that we have right in our hands and understand that, that even the Old Testament, Jesus didn't come to destroy it, but to fulfill it, to, to bring it uh, to realization so that you could ap appreciate the ancient min uh, mysteries even as uh, they were spoken in the Bible. And uh, and those things are so important. Uh, the Bible tells us in I think it's in Matthew about about that. In uh, in fact, you know, why don't I just take a break here and read it? I think it's Matthew thirteen fifty two, and uh, and that's that should be well worth reading. Uh, and I'm going to. So Matthew thirteen fifty two um, says this. Then he said unto them, Every scribe, every scribe. Uh, which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven, is likened to a man that is a householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasures things new and old. God wants you to be a householder. God wants you to be able to bring out of the treasures uh, from within you things both both new and things that are old, and and uh, he wants you to you know to be able to to uh, to come into the full uh, and rare. Uh, subliminals of the Bible, of the deep mysteries, of the glorious uh, ecstasies. Uh, he wants you to um, really have an appreciation of 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 the glory and the power, you know, of of this super space of of divine uh, spirit of God, and and uh, helping yourself get there by listening to these messages is one way to to. Uh, take you onto that new path to to walk on the the path of restoration and and you know this is only the beginning uh, i think one of the most incredibly interesting things that we're going to be getting into uh you know is um the uh the teaching of of the uh the rolling out the stretching of the scroll and and uh you know the scroll of course is is like the ancient way they did the bible they had a, a spindle rod that went through the center of the scroll, which was shaped like a cylinder. And and then as you as you would uh, turn the rod and and put one hand on the end of the uh, scroll paper, uh, you could pull it out, and it would unfold from the roll. And so, uh, uh, you know, uh, we're going to see some comparatives about that to the universe. And, and how that there's all kinds of ideas out today by scientists that absolutely do not make any sense. And, uh, and, and uh, some of the things that, uh, that they base it on, their ideas on, uh, are just absolutely 
uh, non-intelligent in my opinion. And uh, I'm not trying to just knock everybody, but, uh, you know, uh, this is one thing I can tell you, that, um, uh, you know, the, the heavens and the earth will pass away. And people say, well, then doesn't that mean that, that the universe is temporal? No, it doesn't. The universe is, is, is temporal in the sense that it, do, it, cannot, it does not, cannot come into, into uh, uh, the eternal spirit realm because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God and, and the carnal things are, and the physical things are even enmity to God. They, they cannot uh, uh, come into the space to the spirituality of, of the uh, heaven of heavens, the first domain, uh, because it's like matter and antimatter. They, they, they just don't uh, go together. And uh, only when it is uh, uh, done by the spirit that allows a, uh, a neutrality between that flesh and that spirit to happen so that they can abide for a temporary period of time is that allowed. And, uh, you know, there's much to, to get into about that, much, much to say about that. But, uh, you know, that's, that is all going to happen, and uh, it's, uh, it's a beautiful and wonderful thing. Okay, now, <clears throat> let's... Um, uh, let's skip over here just a little bit, and let's get into uh, uh, some very important teachings. Uh, in First Peter one four, or not First Peter, Second Peter one four, it talks about the divine nature, and we know that uh, the divine nature is much, much more than people have ever thought. And today, many scientists are leaving the idea; they resent. They reject the idea of divine nature having anything to do with the creation of the universe, and and uh, they believe that uh, that uh, it you know it, it is just spontaneous of creation, and we'll we'll, we'll get into that, but uh, uh, we know that in Matthew thirteen forty seven, Matthew thirteen forty seven, Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like a net. And we're going to talk a lot on this today. Uh, that is uh, so very interesting. Um, you know, where it's saying that the kingdom of, of, of heaven, which is like the sky, it's like, like the space of the universe, uh, it's like a net. And we're going to get into, into that. And we're understanding, as we have talked on this uh, a week or two ago, about the Tower of Babel and how the earth was once of one language, but then uh, it, uh, it, because of sin, uh, that language was, uh, one language was broken up, and then people began to speak in all kinds of languages. But the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost, uh, it began to bring people back into one language so that, that people that didn't even speak these other languages could suddenly understand and speak them, uh, which belonged to other nationalities that they did not know or speak. And, and if the Holy Ghost can take and cause you, who only know how to speak English, to suddenly be able to speak Hebrew, or to suddenly be able to speak Greek, or to suddenly be able to speak uh, uh, Hindi, or, or Italian, or, or Arabic, uh, would you not consider that a fantastic thing? That's the kind of thing that happened on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit uh, you know, began to move uh, in, in these people as, as they were beginning to uh, speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. So, uh, so we know that, that there are so many, many things. Uh, 
uh, in this, um, you know, um, some of these uh, long-term television series and various movies, uh, you know, the the uh, uh, Enterprise, uh, you know, that that was a famous television series. They got involved in this uh, beam me up, Scotty type of thing, which which was um, uh, teleportation, and uh, and so we've got scientists scientists today working on the scientific name for port teleportation, which is in in uh, entanglement, and uh, the idea of these uh, atoms that once have a relationship uh, to each other, uh, it, it then becomes a uh, never-ending relationship. And no matter how far those atoms get separated from one another, uh, whatever happens to one happens to that other other atom. But then they're trying to experiment so that, like, if they were do, to do this idea of teleportation, uh, where all your, bo your body molecules and, and atoms and, and subatomic uh, particles uh, were all charted in such a way that they could send that information uh, at a long distance, and when it reached that that other that other point of that long distance, then it would materialize based on the information that you gave uh, for that uh, to be able to come about, and uh, so those are the kind of things that uh, you know they're trying to get into, they're trying to do. Uh, you know, like, for instance, uh, something that's not exactly the same as that, but something that uh, is, you know, along that line, uh, you know, is uh, prototyping. And um, uh, prototyping is really getting to be a really, really big thing now. It is actually a very advanced type of, of injection molding uh, where they use uh, plastic, uh, you know, injection. And uh, they can just take and, and, and print those out. They, they, they print it on the computer, and then the information goes into the, the prototyper, and it begins to uh, type it up in the sense of it being put into an injection mold system. And uh, the most recent thing that they have been doing is private people have even learned how, you know, especially if they got a little bit of engineering background, how to use a prototyper, and they can make an actual working rifle out of it. And it's it, the 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 butt and the body is made out of a tough type of plastic, but you know it's light and it's capable uh, to be fired in, through, and. Um, uh, that's just the beginning. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's not the same as entanglement. It's not the same as, you know, um, teleportation. But it's the beginning of of taking one thing uh, and and uh, just printing it out, so to speak, uh, and moving it from one type of of a uh, information form to another type of an information form. And uh, sort of like, you know, when Einstein, with his famous um, signature of math, uh, recognized uh, the energy being equal to, to uh, matter, and matter being equal to energy, just a matter uh, of conversion. And so, the, uh, you know, prototyping is a, a matter of conversion. And so there's many, many interesting things that are going on along those kind of natures as uh, we begin to see. And we've got those incredible scriptures in the Bible like whatsoever is bound on earth will be bound in heaven and whatsoever is loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. 
But as they get into this thing about, you know, uh, binding, uh, you know, these uh, molecules and these atoms and subatomic particles, and then, you know, teleporting them by in, in atomic entanglement from one point to another, uh, they don't realize it at this point, but there is one aspect that is major that they are missing. And most people that read the Bible are not aware that there is a teleportation uh, of a very special nature that is mentioned in the Bible that occurs by Paul, who was incarcerated under house arrest, uh, you know, during his ministry and not able to uh, leave the house. But he tells of this experience where he is able to teleport with his, with his spirit. And so he goes right into a meeting place where some of the brethren and the different ones are that he knows and, the, and some of the churches where he has ministered and, and that he knows. And he is able to, uh, by that teleportation, uh, be there in the spirit. Now, they cannot see him because he does not teleport also his, his physical body. He only teleports his spirit. But... but uh, the Bible says, and I've read this to you many times, that the spirit, that the body without the spirit is dead. And we also said, yeah, same thing. The universe without the spirit is dead. <clears throat> and so uh, it is utterly important and utterly, in, in, uh, you know, definite of nature to have some knowledge of the understanding of this. Uh, if they start getting into this uh teleportation of these bodies and they don't teleport the spirit then there may end up being some kind of thing where they're teleporting somebody and instead of the spirit that belongs with that uh that body when it when it is uh rejuvenated uh it's always possible that you know some uh demonic form could repos could possess that body uh, and and fell it with a with an alien spirit, and and people think, yeah, this person's back alive, without realizing, you know, that 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 spirit would have uh, all the knowledge of the brain, and have the knowledge that was in the body, and so it would, you know, if intelligent spirit would be able to know about that body, uh, but it couldn't actually uh, be uh, a situation where the spirit was left stranded because they didn't teleport the spirit. And, and so an alien spirit then takes over that body when they teleport it. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things that science is messing with that uh, they don't really know what they're doing. And, and uh, you know, when the Bible talks about that which is bound on earth will be bound in heaven, uh, uh, you know, and if you think in terms of like the universe, then you wouldn't want something that was bound on earth, you know, uh, to be uh, uh, different uh from what was bound on earth uh, to be bound in heaven or what was loosed on earth to be different from what was loosed in, in, in heaven. But you want it to be the same thing. Well, in order to understand that and have it to be the same thing, you have to have the wholeness of the picture. You know, and, and uh, you, know, uh, you know, these human bodies of ours on this planet, we have spirits. And, uh, and the body without the spirit is dead. And, you know, the scientific world has got to get get out of their their uh, uh, clutches of ignorance and get into the understanding of this thing about the spirit you know because without that uh, they they seriously seriously have a problem you know now 
we read last week uh, some interesting things, like Jeremiah twenty three twenty four. Can any person hide himself in the secret places that I shall not see him? Uh, do I not fill heaven and earth? And Jeremiah twenty six thirteen. By his spirit he has garnished the heavens. His hand has formed the crooked serpent, and garnish means to glisten, uh, to correspond, to be beautiful, uh, and the heavens mean to be lofty, the sky, you know, and, and, and uh, it, can, uh, it, can, uh, it can mean in the sense of, of, uh, the col- of the collective aspect of putting all the different parts of, of the universe together of being, uh, you know, the one universe. And uh, and uh, that's very very important to see. Acts seventeen twenty eight says, "In Him, meaning in God, we live, we move, and have our being." The scientists can't get this in their brain. They they they're too deep into evolution. They're so deep in this evolution that that they just think that we, you know, we we crawled up from from being apes and animals, and and uh, of course, in the teaching of latolution which is a manifest revelation, it really opens up uh, an, an all-seeing eye into the reality uh, of the limits of evolution. And, uh, and uh, so all these kind of teachings are coming up the road. That's for sure. Um, you know, in him, yeah, we live, we move, we have our being. And, and the body without the spirit is dead. Uh, James 2.26. So as we said, the universe is a body, and without the spirit, it is dead. And then we talked about this neat thing uh, in Matthew thirteen thirty-eight. Matthew thirteen thirty-eight, the field is the is interpreted by Jesus as meaning the world, and the world, uh, from its translation, comes from the word cosmos. And uh, then the fact that God is omnipresent. Uh, you know, when people try to take him out of being any part of the universe, when they try to take him out of, uh, uh, of like you know, well, there's there's no there's no math uh, uh, that we can use because you know you can't do math with the spirit, and that's totally false. Because I am going to be presenting in the in the future uh, uh, a math math matic uh, formula that ta- that uses the spirit. I'm, I might describe it if I have time just a little bit today. Uh, and that uses a mathematical figure for it, and uh, and how that that is going to be able to be used. Like I said last week, uh, when they took imaginary math, they thought, oh, that's just you know, fairy tooth type of stuff. But you know, they sort of needed it. Later, they found out that well, it it had actuality to it, and so they weren't able to to you know to uh, to to figure the square of the circle without certain kinds of math and, and, uh, and, and certain kinds of application of, and of imaginary math. So these things must not be forgotten. They're very, very important. Uh, we, we talked about uh, uh, entropy, how that, you know, this, this uh, scientific teaching of entropy, uh, that, that everything uh, just eventually uh, uh, decreases and uh, depreciates and eventually is... Uh, you know, uh, vanished uh, uh, by its disintegration. Uh, we said that that uh, uh, they teach that as a law of a, as a law of inevitability, but I I totally reject and dismiss that because what I basically say is the only reason uh, entropy has the force of power that it does 
is because of the lost mysteries of God and, 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 and the lost uh, paradise uh, of the, uh, which had the tree of life. Because if you have the tree of life uh, and then you eat of the tree of life uh, and you, you never die, uh, then entropy obviously is, is null and, and void. It has, it has no power. So uh, I just wanted to repeat that again to make sure you know you 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 have that down in your mind and and uh, you you just don't forget it. Last week we talked about dark energy described in Psalms eighteen eleven. We talked about uh, dark matter described in uh, forty uh, twenty one through twenty two of uh, Isaiah uh, Isaiah forty twenty one through twenty two and dark energy in Psalms eighteen eleven. Uh, do you well to go back to some of those teachings? Uh, they're they're pretty important, uh, and of course people say, "Well, you got to be careful with this thing with entropy. If you mess with that, you'll be you'll be messing with the the laws of thermodynamics. Uh, you know, entropy. Uh, I mean, that's the second law of thermodynamics. You know, I appreciate all the work that these scientists and people have done, but I am not glued to any of their philosophies or their their theories, uh, and uh, because I very well know." that a lot of the ideas that they have come up with are just conclusively incorrect. And, uh, and I'm not going to be caught up in it, you know. Um, we, 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 uh, we know that, uh, that the spirit is invisible, but we also know that, uh, that it's, uh, it's real and that it is an energy. And uh, when we uh, describe uh, it in quota math, we would have... Uh, uh, a, a quote in front of a zero and a quote after the zero and an equal sign uh, with a plus and a one and a minus on the opposite side of it. And uh, this would mathematically, uh, you know, dis describe uh, the spirit and, and, and how that um, uh, it can have a position both in the negative and the positive in the physical world, and then outside of the physical world, uh, it could uh, maintain a total neutrality. And uh, so those things are, are all important as to whether it's the, uh, the operation of the shadow of the Holy Spirit or if it's the operation of the glory of the Holy Spirit. And uh, because there are spirit fields and... Uh, and uh, and and this is very very important for uh, uh, for 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 the power of uh, consciousness uh, to to have corridors through which uh, they can move and live and have their being of communication. Uh, you know, it it, uh, it it's going to get put into science because we're going to put it into science and. Uh, uh, some of these things that they talk about ghosts, uh, you know, and virtual reality and abstract and, um, and, and imaginative, uh, uh, you know, math, uh, it's going to be uh, uh, accentuated so that people can see how that some of those things have a, a possibility, even in the laws of nature, uh, of representing and describing the spirit. And especially when people begin to see how that this works mathematically, uh, it, it's certainly not going to be minor mode. Uh, you know, it, it's certainly going to be important. 
And, uh, you know, people are going to rethink some of these things about vector spaces and, and uh, Hilbert uh, spaces uh, and some of the different mathematical uh, uh, terms like, like uh, transcendental uh, uh, applications and uh, so forth like that. They're, they're going to... Uh, they're going to they're going to be able to to look at this in some very very interesting and different kinds of ways that are not minor mode. They are definitely not minor mode. They have uh, very important applications. I got to keep moving here because uh, you know I, I I don't want to miss out on getting into all the new things I have yet to say. So um, so we know that that as we begin to get into these things of you know the electrical fields and. And and the uh, you know uh, 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 electrons, the protons, the the uh, various um, uh, mag magnetic uh, uh, alliances of of, of these uh, uh, fast moving moving electron waves. Uh, there is much 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 to to learn and much 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 to apply. Uh, these live uh, circuits are embedded even in our human bodies. And, uh, you know, there, there are messages here that uh, uh, its matrices uh, have never been uh, given application and has never come to be really understood. And, and uh, that is going to be changed. Uh, we know that uh, it's in, like there is the revelation in the Holy Manifest of the amtristic, am, am amtristic uh, waves, which is a, a positive side of energy, uh, like electricity, but it relates to spirit energy. But the electromagnetic or electrovibmatic wave relates to physical energy. Let's say that again. There's amtristic, A-M-T-R-I-C-T-I-C, A-M-T-R-I-C-T-I-C, wave and uh, waves, and they relate to spirit energy. And then there's the electrovibmatic waves, E-L-E-C-T-R-O-V-I-B-M-A-T-I-C, E-L-E-C-T-R-O-V-I-B-M-A-T-I-C, waves that relate to physical energy and and so there are the two different levels of differences and and uh, these uh, relative uh, you know equilibriums have uh, points of vortices uh, that that um, you know have uh, tangibility according to how they are set up uh, to match in uh, with these these other energies, whether they are energies that are in the abstract mode or energies that are in the in the physical mode, so um, we've talked about some of these things, and 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 we've talked about how the, even some of these uh, vortices uh, can can have curved lattices, and uh, and we're going to talk about this lattice a little bit more in an important way, and how that even. Uh, that aspect can be spherical. And uh, we've talked about uh, the curves of space as a new manifest word. Uh, Q-U-A-R-V-E-S, curves. Q-U-A-R-V-E-S. And how that uh, it incorporates inverted magnetism. And so we've, we've talked so much. Uh, the Bible uh, mentions in, in Hebrews, I think it's the fourth chapter, about the framing of the worlds. And 
That's nothing different than the networks and the lattice. And we're going to get into quite a bit uh, on that subject because uh, it is so very, very important. Okay. Now, let's see here. Where do we got to go? Um, let's, uh, let's look at this. Here, here we go. Let's start with... Um, Let's start with um, uh, with some with some very very important uh, revelation here that uh, <laughs> it's going to sort of uh, blow some of the people away. I know, but uh, you know that's all part of what has to be done. Let's um, let's look at um, at some of the creation theory uh, uh, list. There's what's called the Big Bang, Big Bang, B-A-N-G theory. And it basically believes that uh, at one time there was a universe and that it uh, folded in on itself uh, into such incredible uh, density and compressions uh, that it became a singularity. And, uh, and, and the only problem with that is... Um, although they believed that that then exploded and the force of the explosion uh, is what is pushing all the material that was once in that compression out into the space uh, of what is the universe and, and, uh, and what is the aspect of, of uh, the residual sounds of that explosion uh, still being imprinted uh, as a radiation into the universe and how that... Um, uh, the universe is still expanding as a result of that explosion. They haven't been able to satisfactory, uh, at least to themselves, explain what caused that explosion to take place. Uh, that's one uh, fairly popular uh, type of, um, of of theory. Then there's the theory of of, uh, of the electrical plas plasmic universes. And these have a little different take. Uh, there's some um, engineers, especially electrical engineers, that um, that believe that that uh, the whole concept of the universe is really electrical, and and uh, that they are getting way too involved with all these different fractives uh, and fractions of the atoms, of, like in subatomic particles, that those all have. Uh, you know, a rational uh, uh, relationship to electricity and and that the main understanding of it is electricity. And during the course of all of that, there is produced uh, through the the uh, uh, the deep heat of that occurs in the universe, uh, a, a plastic, uh, not plastic, but a plasmic uh, type of um, of um, uh, material that is part of what makes the galaxies and and the physical things in the universe. Then there is the string theory, which is, uh, you know, um, held by uh, Brian Green, uh, Brian Green, uh, and and uh, in the Cambridge University there in London. Prior to him, it was uh, held by um, by um, uh, Stephen Hawking's, and uh, now Brian Green holds this. Uh, this Big Bang theory has really gotten extreme. Uh, they do have some math that is quite uh, interesting and beautiful. Uh, they do have some aspects about the musical 
um, interludes uh, that all matter and all energy is, these little strings that are curled, and uh, and they have a vibrant uh, harmonic, uh, you know, uh, aspect to them, and every one of those vibrant uh, harmonic aspects have meanings. Uh, but what they where they take this is they take it into a thing called eternal inflation. That means that that uh, uh, there has um, you know they they connect it with there always having been the universe. Uh, there's always uh, these uh, big bangs taking place all the time. Uh, in and in fact, they teach that uh, there that we live in a multiverse. There's many many other universes. But you can't see them uh, because they're invisible. They have no math. They have nothing that can prove that these universes are real. And so uh, it's pretty uh, pathetic uh, to have such a a um, classic, re uh, you know, referendum of production to try to show how the universe is and was and is to be, and yet they can't prove it in any way. The only proof that they try to use is a math that has uh, no specifics in being able to really prove um, the factuality of it. Um, in these um, particular concepts that they show of, um, of uh, the universe, um, they say that there's many universes and most of them are invisible and they're different dimensions and that uh, as you exist in this universe you also exist in some other universe well you know there's an aspect of that that's true but not in the way that they're telling it we know in corinthians corinthians it tells us that if this body were dissolved uh, and the building of this body were dissolved we have already uh, made uh, in in the heaven of heavens a body uh, you know and and uh, so we teach in that aspect that um, that we have a beginning uh, that our beginning wasn't in this universe that our beginning was in the first domain uh, domain coming from the word kingdom d-o-m abbreviation for domain, king's domain, and, and that representing the heaven of heavens, uh, which is a spirit heaven above all of the other heavens, which are physical heavens. And we teach that, uh, that yes, we, we exist not only on earth here, our spirit in these bodies, but, but our soul is still in heaven, still attached to God, and we get a signal from that that keeps us connected with God. And uh, so it's, um, there's lots of scripture for that. Okay, so interestingly, as we begin to get into this uh, conjuncture of, of, of thought and we compare it with uh, uh, the strings theory, uh, the strings theory uses um, statistical math in a, a form of probability. And it's sort of like actuaries that are accountants 
that take and they use a scale of historical happenings statistically, and then they say that uh, that then there is always an average of re- of, of repetition. Uh, that if something happened at one time, it's, it's cyclic. And so it will eventually happen again at another time. It's sort of like the law of fractals uh, that they come up with. Uh, but the thing of it is, uh, the law of probability uh, is not a, um, uh, you know, in concrete. It, it, it is a um, random law. And it violates... Uh, another major law, uh, you know, which which is the uncertainty principle. Now, if you have the uncertainty principle, uh, which means that you cannot at any time uh, predict where a proton, an atom, a subatomic of an atom, or an electron uh, uh, of an atom uh, is going to be, uh, then... Um, <coughs> Uh, there is no possible way, due to the um, uncertainty principle of not being able to predict that, uh, there's no, no possible way that you are going to predict that by um, uh, these, um, um, by, these uh, by the use of, of probability math. Because probability math is not going to be able to overcome the uncertainty principle. So there is a contradiction mathematically, and so that their idea crumbles. It's defeated. They also come up with these ideas even to the point that, uh, that these uh, black holes, you know, um, that uh, there's one group that comes up with this idea that, that there's the universe in a black hole. And that's where the un- other universes that you can't see are. They're in black holes. But, you know... Um, that um, that is so funny is is pathetic uh, because of the fact that uh, you have this grand uh, universe that we that we are in that is so incredulously huge and massive and colossal uh, and, and then you've got you know dozens and dozens hundreds thousands maybe millions of, of black holes in this universe and if these black holes are all in this universe. Uh, and yet in each one of those black holes there is a, a another universe, then that makes those, you know, regardless of the size they reduce to, makes those universes puny, you know, because they would be somewhat relational to the to the size of the black hole that they are at least. And it, it just basically strikes a lot of, of ignorance of, of, of air, uh, of ignorance and air uh, in, in, into those kind of theories. And so... I just want you to know uh, there's aspects of the string theory I think are interesting, but I am not into the string theory as it as it teaches it. It basically teaches there's no need for God. It basically teaches that uh, creation is spontaneous, and uh, that that uh, it it you know, the universe just goes on and on and on and there's many universes and they never end and there's many black holes and many many um you know um explosive big bangs and and uh and etc i do not conform to that i do not uh, buy into that <laughs> i am not interested in it it has problems okay now let's let's get uh, into these scriptures here that I, I want to cover that are quite important. Um, when I was quite young, uh, 
Estelle, and um, this is maybe, oh, 40, 50 years ago. And uh, I, re I was walking out in the backwoods, and there's going to be a church meeting that night, and we, we had a, a big, huge, uh, all-brick barn that was uh, that was that was turned into a church, and it had over ten thousand square feet in it, and it's quite nice. And there was a sort of a small forestry place out behind it, and I was walking out there and headed toward the church, and this word spoke to me and said, said, um, there is a crystal lattice in everything, in human beings, in plants, and in the universe. And everything has a crystalline lattice. Well, I had never heard of anything like that before in my life. And, and I was just, you know, shocked at it. But I knew it was true. I knew it was God speaking. <coughs> um, now, you can come across such things uh, that are in some of the new kinds of, uh, of uh, research uh, about the universe. Uh, like uh, this article I have in front of me called The Gravitational Stability for a Vacuum Cosmic Space Crystalline Model. Crystalline Model. You know, what can that have to do with, uh, with the universe? <laughs> well, it just plain does, you know. And uh, now let me read some other stuff uh, here um, that's, that's interesting. Uh, It says a, uh, a quantum vacuum space with crystalline structure which have a lattice parameter of about the size of a neutron in absence of gravitational stresses in a local way. Such crystal is subjected to little gravitational quantum electromagnetic uh, uh, and, and, and electromagnetism, and so on fluctuations around their equilibrium, uh, and so have fluctuations around their equilibrium values. Uh, I'm not reading that, just totally correct, but it's oddly worded here. Um, in a local way, such crystal is subjected to very little gravitation. Uh, the... Uh, quantum electromagnetic and, and so on fluctuations uh, um, due to the, the quantum um, electromagnetic and so on fluctuations around their equilibrium values. I'm having to add in a word there or two because they've left it out. As uh, considered by Hoyt, Sagan, and Joseph, the energy of such a cosmos is conserved and it extends to infinite, even spatial direction, and exists with no time limitations in the past or in the future. So here we see more talk about the crystalline, uh, you know, uh, lattice structure in the universe. There's some big names there that, uh, you know, are aware of the crystalline stratus uh, structure uh, and so forth. Uh, it's not uh, it's not minimal here. This is uh, you know Im important things important things to note. Okay, now let's 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 get into the manifest teaching about the universe and and what happens, and we'll cover as much as of it as we we have time. 
you know, we've got a limited amount of time here, but we still have some time. Um, the Bible says the beginning of life in this universe was dug out of a black hole pit. And that is <clears throat> Isaiah 51, 1. So I'm going to read that to you. And uh, we're going to uh, see uh, where, where we came from. Uh, and it basically says that uh, we came out of a black hole pit. And we're going to talk about this black hole pit and what it is and uh, how that, that does connect to some of the teachings we've been doing about um, the Big Bang and all of that. Now, let's look at... Um, Let's look at uh, Isaiah fifty-one, and uh, and let, let's just let's just listen to what it says here. Lift up your eyes to the heavens, and look upon the earth beneath, for the heavens shall vanish away like smoke, and the earth shall wax old like a garment, and they that dwell therein shall die in like manner. Now, in uh, verse fifty-one. Uh, 51 1 uh, it says hearken to me you that follow after righteousness you that seek the Lord look into the rock which you are hewed and to the hole of the pit whence ye are digged now the Bible tells us that there's this hole that we have been dug out of of our existence Last week, I believe last week, I was talking about how that when the universe ends, these black holes begin to multiply and they begin to eat up the stars and, and they just dissolve. They just, as, as the heavy, magnet, uh, heavy uh, gravitational pull of, of these black holes begin to, to siphon uh, the, uh, the stars they they just begin to melt into a liquid and they 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 just are drawn in, into the um uh the black holes and uh and, and and like the scripture says here you know um they just vanish away like a smoke uh you know and uh, it's incredibly interesting how that it tells the story of a black hole right here in the bible and how that that um, uh, that I mentioned that there was the father of all black holes, and the father of all black holes, uh, as all these black holes begin to engorge themselves upon the stars and the asterisms and and all the the matter that's in the universe, <coughs> then there eventually comes down to one uh, master father black hole that is uh, eating up the other black holes till it reaches a point that there's uh, no other black holes, there's just one black hole. It's the father of all black holes. And then uh, it begins to, um, to uh, uh, you know, going into compressions on itself and sort of, you know, leading into, uh, leading toward almost becoming like a, a photon in its transition. And and uh, it's it's just very very interesting. Now now we have we have um, 
the, the, the beginning of life, saying that it started in one of those black holes. Well, uh, how, does, how does that happen? Well, uh, let's look at, uh, at, at some scripture here and some ideas. Uh, you know, um, when we look up on that scripture uh, in Isaiah 51, we look up the, uh, the word, uh, you know, from whole, uh, they describe it as, um, as a cistern, um, like a pit hole, uh, like a prison. And um, if we think in terms that when the universe ends, that it's in this crushed, depressed condition, well, it is a prison. It has become a prison for all the failure of, of that universe that, that, that is ended and all the, the, the entities in that universe. Uh, it's, it's a prison. It, you know, it, they're all there compressed in that. And, um, and it's, uh, it's like a cistern. A cistern can be uh, like a uh, cylinder. And, and we're going to get into this thing about the cylinder and and how that compares and what that means is we look into this. Uh, so uh, the Bible does tell us how the universe ends. In Isaiah 34, uh, you know, 34, 4, it says, All the host of heaven dissolved. So this goes perfectly well with this, this these black holes eating up all the universe and it's, it's dissolving and it's and all unfolding and uh and it says that um that and the heavens rolled together as a scroll so the the universe ends when the heavens roll together as a scroll now a scroll is like a cylinder form an interesting thing just recently they have discovered that on the uh, that on the um, the outer edge of the black holes, uh, the information of whatever is goes into the black hole and is, is dissolved is is left existing on the fringe of the black hole. It it does not destroy the information. The information is forever. It is never destroyed. And when you think how that the Bible has already predicted this by calling it a scroll, because what is a scroll? A scroll is, uh, is we, we know it when we talk about the Bible scrolls, but, you know, the scrolls were also used for, for business, for all kinds of things, uh, for, for keeping track of, of, of information and passing on information. There were different sizes of scrolls. And there's a, you know, a rod that would run through the center of the cylinder and sometimes little handles that could be turned and then you take and put your uh, thumb and a couple fingers out and grab hold of the, the first, the end of the leaf of the roll and you start pulling it out as you turn the, you know, the, the, the rod and that rod is such an important thing because you know, if there's a certain way that you can look up the word rod, and it means tree and cross. It actually stands for like the cross that Jesus, uh, you know, gave his life on. And, and, and there's so much about the rod. I mean, there's, I've done teachings and teachings and teachings on the, the rod. 
and the the the, the uh, children of Israel, they each each tribe had a rod that represented them, and there is such a story about about the rod and the meaning of that. Even in in you know connected with your vision, there are these little rods uh, that are connected in within the eye structure vision. So so it it we don't have the time to get into that today, but but here we see that the universe ends when all the hosts of heaven are dissolved and the heavens are rolled together in a scroll. They be it becomes a cylinder. And, and uh, so um, inside that cylinder, there's a hole that goes through it from one end to the other end. And uh, uh, there is um, an understanding then that on the outside, you have this information. On the inside, you have this rod, which is really high density. Like, think of the iron that's in the core of the earth, melted hot core of the earth that creates all the magnetism uh, that, that if it wasn't for that core, we wouldn't have on earth the Van Allen belt, which protects us from a lot of the dangerous sun rays. And how important that that is when we begin to uh, really get into the revelation of that and, and its application, because it's, it's nothing less than, than uh, sensational. Uh, there's no, no, way to, no way to get around that. So then uh, in Revelation 6.14, it says, The heavens departed as a scroll. We have, we have these scriptures that tell us about the heavens departing as a scroll and described as a scroll, as a cylinder. And so this is the form of what the, 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 um, uh, the universe ends ends in is is a cylinder, and and uh, and it has this deepest co condensation, this deepest uh, um, density uh, is this rod of iron that 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 it becomes in the middle of uh, of this cylinder, and um, and uh, uh, you know there there is a a passage if 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 your energy is an energy that that is not affected by gravity or all those things uh through that cylinder uh and that would probably be challenged by a lot of scientists but uh, that doesn't bother me at all i certainly can give the math for it but um to make a long story short um let's let's look at this and let's see that that's how a universe ends so then if that is how the universe ends that is the state of the universe that is the condition of the universe for when the time comes for the universe to begin again. You've got the universe in a crushed, depressed uh, state. It no longer really is a universe. It's just, it's just depressed matter and, and, and disassimilated. But then when the time comes for a new universe to begin, you've already got the information. It's in the scroll. And God has already spoken into that universe as described in, in Psalms 19, the, 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 the word of God that goes out into all the universe and it's imprinted into everything that there is. And so the will of God is in that. So some people say, well, you know, what is going to make this universe explode? It doesn't have to have an explosion. It, it has written in it the instructions that all matter, that all the universe will obey because it, it will be affected by domatron energy. And, and, and it will have to move and, be, and, and begin to move out, uh, you know, at whatever uh, uh, 
rapidity uh, that is given within the law codes of, of that of that scroll that is written there. And so, it's much more simpler than what people think, uh, and and what is used by God in the information to create that expansion. Whether it would be an explosion or whatever, whether it would be. I mean, explosions are not new to the universe. That's what volcanoes are, and that's what supernovas are, and, and all of that. So we're not saying that, that that doesn't happen. We're just saying that with God, it doesn't have to be any particular way. It can be however God has decreed it within the, the unction of, of, that, of that scroll word. Okay, so then, when the scroll is unrolled, which is filled with all this coded information, then there is formed a crystalline lattice neck neck you know a crystalline lattice network you know which is so important and so now uh, this tells us about how the universe begins when it is unscrolled and I'll give you these scriptures you can look up for yourself that tells about God stretching out the heavens. When, when the word says stretch, it means that it has, it has rolled down into a, a smaller form. But it's, it's so perfect to see this thing of being stretched out. It's, it's so perfect. So you've got Isaiah 42.35. Oh, take that back. Isaiah 42.5. Isaiah 42.5. Isaiah 45.12. Jeremiah 32.17. Psalms 104.2. Isaiah 40:22, which says God stretched out the heavens as a curtain and spread them out as a tent, and that goes right along with the scriptures that um, that I gave you about uh, dark energy and um, and uh, uh, and dark uh, uh, dark uh, matter, uh, which you know I, I I gave you the scriptures for those. Uh, uh, one was in. Uh, Psalms, uh, the 18th chapter, and the other one was in um, the book of Isaiah, and I'm looking for it right now, and I think I can find it, but if I can't, we'll give it to you another time. But um, but uh, it, it, it is just so incredibly energy inter interesting to to see that, this, that the scripture, the Bible, is such an incredible book. It is so far ahead of everything else it it is so absolutely interesting praise be the name of god just you know yeah um it is um isaiah uh you know 50 uh, verse 3 um where it talks about clothing the heavens with blackness and i make a sackcloth uh sackcloth is another way of talking about uh, a lattice type of a of a, a material that allows you know there to pass like uh, liquid or energy through it, but keeps back certain things that cannot fit through those little lattice uh, lattice holes, and and um, so it, it's a perfect description of this canvas of lattice a network that uh, that you know is it that is covered uh, over the um, you know over over the heavens. Uh, it 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 is the answer to the revelation of of uh, dark energy, and and dark matter. So I gave you the scripture in Psalms uh, of um, Isaiah eighteen, 
uh, pardon me, get it straight, Psalms 18, and uh, we, we gave you, uh, uh, you know, verse 9, eight, Psalms 18, verse 9 through 11, and then also Isaiah, this is for the black matter now, not that other scripture I read to you for the uh, sackcloth, but this is for the black matter, Isaiah 40, 21 through 22, the tent representing the, the, the black matter in that scripture. And, and so then now we've got the, we've got the, the universe uh, stretched out with this lattice. And, uh, well, I, I can't hardly believe it, but it looks like I'm, I'm running out of time. I want to show you that when this is unrolled, that uh, there is formed a crystalline lattice network. And I've got all the scriptures to give you with that and to show you. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we, we've just run out of time. And the most interesting part, really, uh, of what I was going to show you, uh, we don't have time to give it to you. But, blessed be the name of God for this word, for the teaching. Next week we'll start with that aspect of the of the universe how it becomes this scroll how it unfolds and becomes the universe the structure of it the lattice network and how that all ties in with the the dark energy and dark matter and with courier tools like Higgs particle, the God particle. Oh, what an exciting time. May God bless you, folks. May God open your mind and, and ignorance begin to pass away. Ignorance does not mean stupidity or dumb. It just means not having the knowledge. May it begin to to shrink and may your hearts and minds and bodies be full of light so that you will begin to know who you once were we love you god bless you good night